Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of the show. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us on this Tuesday here, the end of November. Another month gone out of the year, another month we've been on the air. Uh, we're awaiting a phone call from arguably the best player in Division Two. Yeah. college football that is tyson bajant as i believe we will be joined by him momentarily the uh i think somebody answered the phone for us so yeah but we're jo- going to be joined by him momentarily uh he's had a great season so far uh what do you have anything to say about his season Nick? um you know just some great numbers 51 touchdowns to 11 interceptions uh 4500 yards passing at this point so he's been you know, a great player for Shepard, and obviously uh, coming off of a big performance on Saturday. I'm going to make the assumption that he is on the phone, and we just got the information he is on the phone. Now, well, welcome to the program. The starting quarterback for the Shepard Rams, now in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, Tyson Bajan. How are you doing today, Tyson? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing good over here. And you ended that game with a great pass to Josh Gonteric in the end zone on Saturday. Uh, What was that final drive like for you? Um, you know, it was, it was obviously amazing. Uh, the situation was stressful, but, um, I think we did about as good as anybody could have ever done in those last 30 seconds and everybody did their part and it showed on that last play. What was kind of uh, going through your head on that drive, and what were you kind of looking for on those last few plays? Um, so we initially we we called we called a play um, towards the field. We we're just trying to you know get as close to field goal field goal range as we could. Um, but pre-snap, I kind of looked over there, and they kind of had you know way too many people over there, so it, it looked cloudy. So um, and when I took when I dropped back. Um, I knew I would have had to. I just had to make a play, so I ran forward, um, and then Beach did a good job finding an open window, and I think that was a that was crucial um, for us having a chance to even take a shot at the end zone on that last play. And you know, really in my head, I was obviously a lot of people were thinking field goal. Um, I definitely knew if we took the game to overtime, we would have a good shot to win. Um, but then on that last play, just being able to escape the pocket and then seeing Josh in the back of the end zone, he had a step on his guy. Um, I just knew, you know, that we had a chance to win the game as long as I could throw a good pass. So really and honestly, just really didn't want to um, didn't want it to be my last game uh, playing with, with the seniors that we have on this team. So those were kind of the things that were going through my mind. Tyson, thank you for being on the show today. Just wanted to compliment you on your throw-on-the-run capability. That last touchdown, as we've been talking about here in the playoff game against Notre Dame, and I remember one on the wheel route to a beach at the start of the season at Ohio Dominican. How have you made yourself better in that aspect as well as other aspects from last year to this year? 
Um, yeah, I think I think each off season I kind of approach it the same, where I don't really focus on one thing in particular, but I try to get really good at everything. So um, that's definitely something you know, being able to throw the ball on the run. That's definitely something you need to be able to do as a quarterback. Something me and my brother are constantly working on when we're working out together in the off season, and. Um, yeah, I think you know it looked good, and I think the all the workouts and the times doing it definitely paid off um, at Ohio Dominican, and then definitely um, in this last game versus Notre Dame. Let's start back at the beginning of the playoffs. You guys uh, took down Finley thirty-eight to thirty-one. Uh, that was obviously a big victory, kind of a revenge game because they came to Shepherdstown a, a few seasons ago and they they beat you guys and uh then able to get that victory and i saw a tweet from ponce de leon a picture of one of their guy finley's old players having a whiteboard that said ball game and he held one up this after that win that said ball game that game obviously meant a lot to you guys getting back the, that that loss that you guys avenged then yeah i think that was it was big for the coaching staff it was big for um a lot of the players that were on that 2017 team and you know, even for me, I was I was at that game, and I kind of kind of already knew that I was going to come um, I was going to come to Shepherd. Um, so it kind of put a kind of put a little knot in my stomach as well. So um, yeah, I think that was a that was a huge huge victory for you know the whole the whole team, the staff, and you know it felt good too. It, you know, you saw the, all the smiles on everybody's face, all the old players that were on that 2017 team you know all the coaches the amount of joy that they had um so yeah it was definitely that was definitely uh an amazing victory tyson uh you know obviously you guys have a lot of good wide receivers but what has josh gonteric meant to this team as a transfer and uh obviously with the ability to make plays like he did on saturday yeah i think being able to have him on the team has um as a whole, I think, uh, made our receiving core better. Um, it caused a lot of competition, you know, just, you know, in practice, in meetings. You know, you get a dude with as much experience as Gonteric. Um, it, it makes other dudes, you know, rise to the occasion. And um, I think that's a credit to him and just the man he is. And um, I think he's done a great job kind of leading those guys and, you know, teaching young guys things that will pay off, you know, in years to come. So it's definitely been super special being able to throw him the ball and to be able to get to know him. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I've just been very exciting having him on the team. You get a rematch against Cudstown, who's the only team to beat you guys this season. What have you been looking at differently uh, film-wise to try to make sure that it doesn't happen again and that you guys advance here in the playoffs? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in 2019, we lost a close game to them. Uh, Early this season, we lost a close game to them. And I think it all comes down to uh, which team is going to make the least amount of mistakes. I think if I think we are the better team, um, and I think both times we've played these dudes that I've been on the team, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot one way or another, whether it's me not taking care of the football like I should, whether it's big plays on special teams. And, um, you know, they are a good football team. So when you do make those mistakes, they're definitely a team that's going to capitalize off those mistakes and make you pay for them. And um, we just, if we want to, if we want to win a regional championship, I don't think that um, 
we're going to have to play our best game yet. So that's basically, we're not really trying to change anything. We just want to be sharp, be who we are, and limit the, limit the mistakes. And for you, you've just had a completely dominant season, over 4,500 yards passing, leading Division Two. What does that say about the guys you have around you? I mean, I think it, it says a lot. I mean, for, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but um, Shepard gets no no money, you know, athletic athletically. So for Coach McCook to be able to uh, – put the pieces together the way that he does and the coaching staff to be able to put these pieces together and get these guys that we have um, on our team. Uh, it's honestly, it's amazing. Um, so it's a huge credit to Coach McCook to be able to get these players and these coaches. And, um, and I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm a pretty good quarterback, but I definitely wouldn't be nearly the per the quarterback I am if I didn't have, um, the coaching staff that we have along with the guys that are able to do the things they do once I get the ball in their hands. So I think it's just a huge credit to um, how hard we've worked as a team since, you know, I mean, even this summer, just how hard we were working and um, kind of how the camaraderie that has um, kind of happened throughout the season. I think we're really close as a team, really close as, you know, just a whole coach staff and all. So, just really it's all Coach McCook and the staff and just dudes that, you know, want to make each other proud and that are playing for something bigger than themselves. Tyson, you mentioned your brother Ezra, and uh, obviously he's got a state championship game on Saturday. Have you given him any advice about uh, what to prepare for? Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing every week. I just kind of, you know, make sure he knows that all he's got, all his job is to do is go out there and play as hard as he can. Um, I'm definitely super excited for him this week. You know, playing at Wheeling Island when I was in high school, it was, I mean, it was awesome. I loved every second of it, both times we went down there to play. And, um, yeah, just, you know, don't make the moment bigger than it is. And, you know, his own, I just make sure he knows his only job is to go out there and play as hard as he can. Um, no need to really stress out about anything. Just play your game and, you know, everything will take care of itself. But I'm definitely super excited. Um, I can't wait to see how that how that game turns out. All right, final question for you, Tyson. What's it like getting to play so close to home to where that you can still go to your old high school and watch those guys play and have them also uh, come and watch you play as well? Yeah, I think I think it means everything. I think that's um, you know the main reason that I that I chose Shepherd. You know, other than the fact that I knew if I won the job, I'd be able to throw the ball a bunch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think me being able to go see my family once or twice every week and hang out with them. And, you know, I've got really young siblings. So being able to, you know, not be far away from them for four years and being able to kind of be around while they grow and learn things. And I think that's definitely been huge for me. And I think um, it means everything when I look up and I can, or after the game, when my family comes down to the field and I've got 10, 15 family members, you know, there, and, you know, it didn't cost an arm and a leg for them to get there. You know, they're right down the street. And, you know, it just makes me really happy that um, that I'm just in the position I am where I can, you know, play at the level that Shepard's playing at and that all my family gets to be able to watch. So it, it means everything. It's why I came to Shepard. 
All right, Tyson, thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck this Saturday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was Tyson Bajan, starting quarterback for the Shepherd Rams. They will play at Cutstown this Saturday, trying to avenge an earlier loss in the season. And shout-out to Nick for getting that all put together over the last couple of days. Yeah, well, shout-out to Chip Ransom. Yeah, Chip Ransom. He's the guy. I mean, He's the guy. Thank you, Chip. He's probably not listening, but you know, he's probably got a lot of better things to do. Uh, well, that was great to have on uh, – Tyson, we, I know he had a class to go to in a couple minutes, so that's why I let him go and didn't get a lot of questions. Could have asked a few more questions, but got to respect his time. And that does it for this first segment of the show, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back. Uh, we got a lot of sports to talk about. A lot of different things going on all across the sports land. We'll talk about that next on the Sports Mix. You won't find too many red lights. Ain't anywhere close to an exit sign. You'll hear us when we cross the county line. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system, to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out of there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. They've not tried a two-point all season. Two-point try to tie it. 15 seconds left in regulation. Wilson in the gun. There's the snap. Has the time. Good block by the left tackle. Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. And intercepted. It's over. Washington's going to win it. Intercepted by Kendall Fuller on a two-point try. And Washington's going to win it 17-15. 
That was courtesy of Westwood One. Didn't have the Westwood One call, but we do not get radio highlights from the Washington football team radio network. I'll try to get those. Um, but obviously, great win. Colin, you were there in person, and it wasn't really over <laughs> when he said it was over there. It was kind of scary at the very end. Yeah, that ending was absolutely nuts. I mean, the defense was dominant all second half and then just slips up to allow a touchdown with 15 seconds left. Fuller gets that interception, which is uh, what you just heard on the airwaves here on Talk Radio WRNR, the highlight from last night. And then it was an onside kick that Seattle recovered. But just like the uh, last game that I attended, Washington gets saved by a penalty and does it all (laughs) over again and capitalizes. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was at the Giants game in which uh, they missed the game-winning field goal but there was an offside so got to kick it again and they won Mm. this time it was an onside kick with an illegal formation and it happens again in washington this time recovers so how much are you paying the official (laughs) apparently uh all my money that i thought went to dan snyder goes to the official so i'm okay with it uh well taylor heineke 27 to 35 223 yards had a touchdown and a pick i remember a stat a few weeks ago i think it was the coming out of the bye anytime he throws a pick they lose well so that that ended that trend antonio gibson 29 carries 111 yards his first 100 yard game on the season he was just chugging along last night jd mckissick seven carries 30 yards and a touchdown had uh five catches for 26 McKissick yards and a touchdown he had a, he had a receiving yeah. and a running i was getting to the I apologize. receiving stats uh but i do believe he got hurt really badly last i haven't heard what officially it was but yeah he was definitely the player of the game but he got i don't know because they had to bring the card out so i felt like it was something with his legs yeah i I don't but i didn't see an air cast on him it was a weird situation that's definitely scary especially since he was in my mind the player of the game last night since he had the two touchdowns so logan thomas came back for washington curtis samuel came back for washington curtis samuel he he was on a pitch count. Yeah. He only made two plays, I guess you could say. He had a catch for nine yards and a carry for four yards. But his impact was definitely felt by having those weapons back. Because it, you had those weapons back. And DeAndre Carter, because Curtis Samuel did, it was on a pitch count, four catches, 42 yards. It's a pretty good day for somebody that doesn't that you thought automatically was just going to go back down. Uh, but to the defensive side of the ball. That's what I was about to go <laughs> I want to compliment somebody that at the beginning of the I year. I have in the mind, and I think we're agreeing on the same person. I want to so compliment about first. this guy. At the beginning of the year, I was like, why is he even on this team? But then they switched him to a Buffalo nickel position from a strong safety position, and he's just completely dominated that's landon collins five tackles two assisted tackles he had a forced fumble last night he got hurt at the end of the game uh but he looked fine because i saw interviews with him after the game i don't he may have just maybe like he probably just had a stinger or something he don't may have just cramped his achilles or something because yeah. it looked like a lower leg injury but yeah that's achilles. who i was going to talk about is landon that collins it seemed like he had his best game of the season last also night, cam curl He's definitely improving, and the defense is stepping up, need be. And I want to put some respect on Taylor Heineke's name. Just like you talking about Landon Collins at the beginning of the season, I was kind of iffy about Heineke. I always, in my mind, thought this dude's 
he's a fun guy to watch, but he can't be that starter, and he's proved me wrong. He just came out three straight wins. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. He's also are beat the three Matt, straight wins. He also beat Matt Ryan, and he beat Matt Ryan and Daniel Jones. Yeah, but th- this guy's a baller. <laughs> he is somebody that has proved himself in this league to be a winner, and I absolutely love it. Well, I, I saw a comparison last night, and he was being interviewed a one-on-one with NBC Sports Washington after the game. And J.P. Finley, a reporter for NBC Sports Washington, Washington football team insider, he works with Pete Haley, who we had on the show last week. He said he kind of equivalates who Taylor Heineke is right now as like a red-shirt freshman quarterback in the NFL. He's going to get better. Yeah, but I'm saying like this is his 12th start last yeah. night. Uh, technically, that's the, obviously that's not a full season, though he's been around the league. He's saying he's 28, 29, so that's six, seven years. Um, but just I like the comparison right there, a red shirt yeah, quarterback a because he's definitely been around a little bit, but just not had that starting, hasn't played a lot. But and on they, the other side of things, Russell Wilson – he looked lost at some points last night. No, definitely. I was going to see uh, what Nick has to for say as an unbiased yards and two person in here about but the game. He only was able to carry for 16 yards on two carries. I mean, usually see him scrambling around getting 30, 40 yards a game. He still doesn't seem like the old Russell. That injury, I feel like, still might be bothering also, him. I don't know what Washington you guys saw TV-wise. But... Washington football team gave up 34 yards on the ground. Yeah. 34 yards Seattle on the can't run the ball since Chris Carson went down. Exactly so, true. Yeah. Somebody that picked up Alex Collins and hoped that he would be decent. <laughs> He's been terrible. Um, in terms of thoughts on the game and, I guess, Heineke, since you guys were talking about that, you know, I think Heineke's okay. I don't think he'll ever be amazing, but I thought before the season that he would give them some chance to win uh, if put into the right situation. And, obviously, the football team's defense is playing a lot better. Um, you know, I was a little bit surprised that Wilson didn't really perform well. So I think I agree with Colin that he's probably still dealing with a little bit of the injury. Um, I think he's gone after this year. Gone from Seattle? Yeah. I mean, that was Where? the rumor in the offseason that he wanted out, but it never That's really true. went to anything. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think maybe, but. But where would he go? Washington. <laughs> no. I don't know. You don't want him? A lot of teams might be needing quarterbacks. He, he's a know. good guy, but this year he's not. He's um, a Super Bowl he, champion he's a, quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion quarterback that's MVP quality, but it seems like his career's on the way out, not just himself yeah, in Seattle. One bad season. I don't think it's... Okay. But I want to touch on another integral storyline that will go forward this week. Joey Sly. He got his field goal blocked, which yeah, or extra point blocked... Which is not anything not too familiar to Washington because they've had a lot of field goals blocked in the last couple of weeks or in the last six, seven, eight weeks. Uh, but he, it was an extra point. That extra point got run back and he was trying to tackle the guy. And I'm pretty sure he just tore both his hamstrings. That's not, that's an exaggeration. But the way that he fell down, it looked. They said it was a horrible. hamstring injury. He's out, according to Ron Rivera, three hours ago, he will be out at least three weeks with a hamstring injury. So Washington Which was the only is now reason, back looking for a kicker. The only reason that, that the Seahawks were ever in this game, ever in that game last night, 
is because Washington couldn't kick field goals because their punter can't kick more than a 25-yard field goal. I don't know if that was actually the thing. I feel like Tressway could. He told I him. Th- I watched an interview with Tressway. He said, I told, he told him, he said, I told them I could go from 30, maybe 35 yards, and if you're really wanting to push it, 40 yards. Well, then you got to think of two aspects there. If he can at least plus, do 40, plus he's the holder. Yes, but but something you also have to think about here, and I and I saw this on Twitter after the game. He's a left-handed guy or left-footed guy. Mm-hmm. So you so not only is holding for somebody that hasn't held a hard task to do, something you, you got to practice a lot. Which is what Kyle Allen was doing, which is what I was going to add. Yes, and Allen did not look comfortable. But when you throw in the fact that he's a left-footed kicker, mm-hmm. that adds a whole thing because you're not – like if you've ever practiced – like Kyle Allen in his career 100% has practiced holding as an emergency holder if need be. There's, but to do it for the But to do it the opposite, the opposite side, side yep. apparently there's a whole lot more going into that that mm-hmm. I didn't even think about until I saw that tweet last night. Yeah, because it's completely different hands. It It's basically yeah. the opposite of what you need to do from the other side. And that's why you didn't see any kicks last night. And, yeah, if, I feel like Washington would have been able to put the game away earlier and it wouldn't have been as stressful from a fan standpoint or from a team standpoint if they could have put some points on the board late. Because yeah. they had two or three chances to put field goals up, but they couldn't. Anything, Nick? Um, I know this is kind of the Nick and or the Spencer and Collins segment because you're not really a Washington football guy. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, I know about the team a little bit. Uh, you know, kickers will be now, you know, big question mark because obviously they were struggling to find a good one before Sly. And yeah. Sly is a Anything like I said, a, a pretty good. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we trade the first round pick for next year? I don't think it even. Be right. Right. I mean, that guy doesn't miss. So, I mean, how many teams would love to have Justin Tucker? Didn't he miss, all? though, this weekend or something? No, he didn't Last miss. Weekend? Chase McLaughlin did. Whoops. Is he related to you? No. <laughs> I'm just Colin, you kicked in high school. Maybe they could sign no, you. No, I can't kick anymore. Um, two key <laughs> stats that I think stand out if you look at the overall stats here. 27 first downs for Washington, just 10 for Seattle. Time of possession, 41-40 for Washington in 18-20 for the Seahawks. But that's what they've been doing. That's the same thing that they did against Tom Brady. You keep those good quarterbacks off the field I as know, long as possible. I know, it's just crazy. This is just like a complete 180 turnaround from the first six weeks. That's what they did last year. Yeah. Uh, something with this team. Yeah. I don't know, but they, they're they going to have kind of a short week this week. they got to go out to Vegas to face the Raiders. The Raiders a very interesting team. They beat Dallas in overtime last week, but the Raiders overall as a team and a franchise at the current moment, they're not really in the best spots right now. They have an interim coach after John Gruden resigned due to the whole email situation that started with the Washington football team. Yeah, they're a 6 and 5 team. I mean, they're definitely capable. So, it won't be an easy win. I think Vegas has has found a way to kind of fight through all those issues and still play well. Um, So it should be an intriguing game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. As Nick just said, it's intriguing. You don't typically follow many West Coast teams here on this side of the United States, but the Raiders, it 
little bit of inconsistency, but still very talented. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I like Renfro as a receiver, and it's going to be a fun one, a 4 o'clock kickoff, so that's going to be a different uh, change to see how Washington can deal with that time change. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I want to mention about Washington, which didn't even really mention about them, 5-6 and six on the year. Due to the other struggling teams, they now sit in that last wild card spot at 7th in the NFC. Yeah, and they're only two games behind the division leader in the Dallas Cowboys, who, who they play, play in a, two weeks. Who they play in two weeks. Cowboys play this week shorthanded without multiple players, multiple coaches, including head coach Mike McCarthy. They play Thursday night football. And then, but they have the Saints. So. Yeah, but then I, I do anticipate a lot of those people back to coach and play for, against Washington because they get it's a Thursday night game to a Sunday the next week. Yeah, they should be at a COVID protocol by then, but yeah. give me the Saints by a field goal. Sorry, really? David Wood. Also, uh, I want to say something. Colin, you kind of you sent me something on Sunday, and I was like, you know what? It's free money. Let me try it because I got the Barstool Oh, yeah, I, I butchered that part. And I was like, let me kind of just see what I can do based upon Colin's parlay. So I bet the over for 23 and a half. And I was, they almost, if Logan Thomas could have held on and mm-hmm. they could have gotten the two points, then I would have won that over portion. Uh, Washington minus one. Got that. They got that. Uh but I'm pretty sure the Taylor Heineke anytime touchdown score means he has to run the ball. Yes. And then Antonio Gibson. Why would you think Antonio Gibson is going to get a touchdown? McKissick gets all the touchdowns running. I the mean, ball. he had, especially in the red zone. And I thought that since it said score, it would have counted for that two point conversion. But when I Googled it, it didn't. So it that doesn't. kind of disappointed me as well. Well, it's scoring. So I think the guy that actually returned it back for that blocked, uh, Extra point, I think, probably would have been a score if he was listed. It's a weird situation that I don't fully agree with rules-wise because the word says score, and a two-point conversion is still a score. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, but, yeah, right. I, I butchered that. We're way behind. Okay. We talked too much about Washington football team in this segment. Uh, but I guess a reason to. They, they're one, they've won now three in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sitting at seventh in the wild card positioning and last in the NFC. Or, yeah, last in the FC. This segment's watching in part by last Orsini's. playoff spot. Yes. Orsini's home store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated. Located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk more sports right here on today's edition of The Sports Mix. Focus on my breathing universal sound. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. 
WVU Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Did you know there are two Santas? It's true. There's bad Santa and there's good Santa. How does one Santa get bad tagged onto his name? And how does the other Santa get good tagged onto his name? Hi, I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers. Here's the difference. Bad Santa delivers things like appliances to women on Christmas morning or dishes or towels. Bad Santa has delivered snow shovels, jumper cables, and even car care kits. Good Santa delivers gifts that makes her eyes get very big, make her pulse go very fast, make her heart very very excited. Good Santa's gifts bring kisses and hugs and all kinds of things very fun. Women love Good Santa. And at Bechtel Jewelers, Good Santa has stocked our cases with those kinds of gifts. Pendants and bracelets and earrings and rings. Diamonds and gemstones that sparkle and shine. Santa baby, you rock the house. Give the woman you love the good stuff. Don't be a bad Santa. Be good, really good. At Bechtel Jewelers, Route 11 South in Inwood, home of Good Santa. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. just got a notification on my phone or on my watch and I thought I was going to have some breaking news for us that has to do with us but it wasn't it was just a follow up email kind of depressed I wanted to break some news on today's edition of the sports mix still waiting to break that news hopefully we'll be able to break it on tomorrow's sports mix regarding uh, the Shepherd Ramps and TV 10 Okay. We're still. <laughs> I, I we're don't st- know what to say. I, <laughs> we're I still mean. awaiting notification from the NCAA about Saturday's game. We're hoping that we can do it, we're but it's going to be a tight fit if we can. Yes. So a lot of but logistics we may, I, still. I'm still talking about the part about the broadcast rights. That's true, too. But. <laughs> I don't know. I was hoping that that's what that email was, but it wasn't. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today uh, when it comes to college football. Huge news leaks out last night, and it didn't want to be leaked out because if you saw that text message from a player to the players from this former now head coach of a very big college football institution, it did, it shouldn't have come out last night. That being Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to take over LSU as Go Tigers. Coach O is out. We already knew that, but. This one's crazy. I mean, I thought the Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC was crazy, but Notre Dame's been, even though I feel like they're overrated at times, still a top 10 football program the past, what, half decade? Maybe a total of a decade under him? Yeah. I think the record was like 89 and 13 or something like that for him during his time at Notre Dame, and 
it's a crazy move to think that he's going to leave the Fighting Irish for LSU. Both great programs, but it's just a bomb that nobody saw coming. Yeah, definitely. And a 10-year, $95 million deal that also includes incentives. But that's not even the craziest deal that's come out uh, so far. Because I believe uh, the, uh, LS, or the USC one is even bigger. Yeah, I don't know. I the believe exact I, I don't know if Lincoln Riley. Well, I don't know if that was all speculation or not, or like kind of like satire. Uh, but I something about how they were buying his house, um, his houses. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't something hear about how they about were going to buy his houses. In uh, he had two houses apparently in Norman. I think the uh, Kelly leaving Notre Dame thing is a pretty bad look for brian kelly in terms of how he left because he had said the other day that he would never leave unless All he was retiring. i know but also he didn't inform anybody that he was leaving like beforehand like he didn't let the coaches okay. know didn't let the players know here yeah an assistant coach was recruiting somebody left the house and then of the player and then was told uh or then found out the news that Brian was going to LSU. So he did all the recruiting, and the kid was either going to commit or not, but he looks pretty bad now because, well, I mean, he pitched Notre Dame, and then he leaves Notre Dame. So I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a bad look, a weird look for Brian Kelly, and I don't really understand it like Colin said. I mean, he had a lot of success there, and you're just going to pack up and leave for LSU. But which, I still think he's going to have great success there. At LSU? Yeah. Yes. Back to, back to Lincoln Riley's contract. Uh, not 100% confirmed, but a bunch of these have been confirmed. $110 million contract, so $15 million more than Kelly got to go to LSU. USC is buying both his homes in Norman for $500,000 over asking. Uh, buying him a $6 million home in L.A., an unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for his family. Uh, apparently, Riley's two homes in Norman are only because they had um, just finished building a new one and were moving into it. So, that whole thing is crazy. What uh, are they going to do with them? But USC, no, they're probably going to sell it. But they just wanted him. Yeah, to, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's part of his bonus. So his signing bonus was them buying his house. And they can only do this because USC is a private school. I didn't think I knew that. I think USC is a private school. I think USC is a public school. That's what I it's thought. the University it's, of yeah. Southern California. Their name know. is a private school. University of Maryland, I'm pretty sure, is a private school. That's a public I was school. about to say, that's a state school, isn't it? I don't know. We're learning things if that's the case from uh, Spencer. That's what, I'm, which that's what I'm, I'm reading here. Let me figure out. We typically can... don't do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're good. University of Southern California. I'm looking. Private research institution. Okay. There you go. What do I know? Chalk <laughs> one on the board for Spencer, everybody. Go Trojans. Go Trojans. Where's the uh where's one of those sounders that I need right now? I don't know. I, I should have you don't it deserve all prepped it. up. You should have it prepped up, so chalk well, one off the board for Nick. Chalk Spencer. one off the board yep, for we're me? We're taking the point. You lose away. a star. 
Yeah. Why do I? You lose only get a star? half. 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 A, yeah. Yeah. Half, half a That's star. Fair. Yep. For what? Because you got the point, but then you lost it because you weren't ready for your sound effect. Majority rules. Yeah. Oh, I this guess is a right. democracy. There you go. Okay. All right. What were we talking about? I Let's get back know. on USC. I said. <laughs> I control the sounders over here. You guys don't. So <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, back to. I mean, that's just a crazy thing that I guess you can do as a private school. Yeah. It's private USC. They're going to be fun again. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but Brian Kelly to LSU, obviously huge. But another thing that we were talking about yesterday on the show, and it was kind of crazy to me, but there's definitely ties, is. Uh, Penn State defensive coordinator Brent Pry has been named the new head coach at Virginia Tech. The Hokies announced on Tuesday. Pry 51 replaces former head coach Justin Fuente, who was out November 16th. He returns to Blacksburg, where he served as defensive graduate assistant for the Hokies from 95 to 97 under Frank Beamer and defensive coordinator Bud Foster. I am very surprised that they didn't look at J.C. Price. Because yesterday on the show... Yeah, after that, with the win against Virginia, and you're thinking that oh, the team's here we go. behind him... Here we go. I don't know. Pry indicated that Price will remain on his staff as associate head coach slash defensive coach. There you go. So, he's still there. What has yeah. Penn DC? State's defensive coordinator done to get a head coaching job? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> He's got Virginia Tech ties. That's 100% yeah, why. I, don't know. I wonder who's going to go to Oklahoma and Notre Dame now. What, what I don't know, but it's see according to a source. Brett Sherman? <laughs> no, don't even start that. Don't even start that, Nick. Jacksonville Jaguars coach Urban Meyer not interested in leaving the NFL for any college football coaching jobs. No. So okay. Urban that's Meyer. what he says. I don't now. think he says that now, but let's see I don't how think far he's that. Very well. Let's see how far the the uh, Urban Meyer not leaving the NFL goes because I've seen it all over Twitter in the last twenty. I don't hours. see Kingsbury going to Oklahoma or Notre Dame. Urban to Notre Dame. Urban to Notre Dame. On it now. Yeah. Are you just saying it? Yeah, uh, that's my prediction. Okay. Um, Oklahoma. Who would be a good fit for the uh, Bob Stoops? I already said this. He's going back. So you think he's going back? They brought him as the interim for the bowl game. And you think that you're going to let him stay? But you yeah, he's don't a think they'll search. You think they're going to get fit for the than Bob Stoops? I, I don't know. Mark Stoops? But did you think that <laughs> Kelly was going to leave Notre Dame for LSU? I mean, where does Coach O go? Mac this Brown? is a weird year. Coach O is going to retire and be with all the females he that have, he has. Yeah, he has got Whoa. other problems to <laughs> worry about. Yeah, he does. Apparently. apparently, he's at gas stations hitting on uh, LSU officials' wives. I don't know. I don't want to speculate into that. That's actually happened. I, I that's know, that's a factual event that happened. Uh, but yeah, it's college football coaching carousel going crazy right now. Yes, as it usually does. I feel like I yeah, feel like it's it hasn't year. been at this level. I, this this was, I feel like it's earlier than normal. I feel like it usually goes like it's been getting earlier and earlier. Yeah. But I don't think it's been at this level where you see guys. Leaving top 10 teams for other top 10 programs. Like, I was listening to ESPN Radio last night with this, and it's typically, you think of it as a stepping stone, and you don't view Oklahoma or Notre Dame as a stepping stool. Those are blue bloods. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. All right. 
We'll see. Well, we got to continue to pay the bills. I think it's all about the money. Come it on. is. It is about the money. And it's also about the money now because we got to go pay the bills. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kim Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up, talk some DC sports, and about a golfer making potentially a big comeback. That's Who? next on the Sports Mix. States. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Erie Insurance says here's to the grown-ups who move, mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope. Local independent agents who get to know you like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com. Erie Insurance. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back. To this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, November 30th. The month is almost over, and just a reminder, tonight we will have West Virginia men's basketball on these airwaves for the Mountaineer Sports Network. They host the they host Bellarmine tonight. It's a 7 p.m. Tick, tip, 6 p.m. pregame show right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Another team that plays tonight is the Washington Capitals. They play the Florida Panthers. And uh, both teams looking very good this year. The Florida Panthers are second in the Atlantic Division. The Capitals at first in the Metropolitan Division. and First in the league, I believe. Capitals are first in the league? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw uh, after the uh, Carolina win. Um points 33 another tied with the maple leaves 
I mean, Ty's still first. Yeah. But it should be a good game. Half a point. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> it should be a great game tonight. Uh, then they're at home to face the Blackhawks, and then they are also they stay at home to face the Blue Jackets this week. So a three-game week for the Capitals this week. All fun ones. All fun ones. Should be a good one tonight. Uh, we'll have the Capitals. Uh, let's Let me look at the sports schedule. We will have the Capitals next. That's a long time. <laughs> that ain't good. Change I don't know. It. I'll have to look at them, some things and maybe change some things. Because Ovechkin's hot right now. Yeah. The people deserve more Ovi. Yeah. And the Wizards. I have the Wizards on there a lot. And the, the Wizards just... I don't know what the Wizards are doing. I don't they think the Wizards know what the Wizards are doing. <laughs> they lost 116-99 to last night in Texas. You want to know a crazy stat? Sure. They have still not won in San Antonio this millennium. There are 13... They have not won a game in San Antonio since December of 1999. 22 straight losses after last night. That's bad. 22 straight losses in San Antonio. Look at the direction of the two franchises since 1999. One has been probably the best franchise in the NBA consistently wise, and the other has been the Washington Wizards. That's true. Uh, The Wizards, though, they return home tomorrow night. They will face the Timberwolves, and we will have that game. Uh, that's a 7 p.m. Tick, tip, 645 pregame show. Uh, for the Wizards last night, they just didn't have a lot of great performances when it came comes to uh, people on the on the team. Nobody really had a good game last night. Beal, I guess, had, had a okay game. He had some dishes, but not, not too much out of him last night. Yeah, I mean, look, we talked about it. Like, this team isn't really built to be – great long term so while they got off to a great start i mean i'm not really surprised that they're what 13 and 8 now i think yeah. after being 10 and 3 so it it is what it is i mean like what do you really expect when bradley beals your only all-star caliber player and they have just a bunch of decent role players on their team i, feel I like- see you raising your eyebrows over there who would you uh say is also i don't know there's just a bunch of good players on the team that they're they didn't decent, have but they're not they're not consistently good they're not all-star caliber yeah all right well it's a team that might make the let's talk about a guy now that's trying to make a big comeback and quote he's lucky to be alive and still have his leg that's tiger woods the goat i don't know why i said a golfer yeah that's disrespectful nick Nick really questioned me after that one that's kind of disrespectful um he is the golfer but i mean just this he said, I, I've, I listened to some of it. He said something along the lines of, uh, you know, he's not where he wants to be, but he knows that he's never going to be where he wants to be again. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he's even back out on the course at all. I thought he was done. Um, so I think that's an achievement in itself. Obviously, you know, not a, a smart decision by him, uh, speeding and all that, but hopefully you know, he can overcome that. And if he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back. But, I mean, one of the greatest players ever and it's just good to see that he's he's out there again and can at least you know live a normal life the rest of his life yeah comeback stories are always great to hear and it's crazy to think that he almost had his leg amputated and now possibly being able to recover to at least be in some pga uh championships but probably won't be back full time which is definitely disappointing to hear since i was a fan of him growing up and still are I don't know, but 
just happy that he's able to, uh, you know, even step foot on a golf course again. Yes. He was asked about the Open in July. He said he would love to be able to play in the Open Championship. There's no doubt about it. Physically, he hopes he can. I don't think he got to get there first. Tournament's not going to go. That tournament's not going to go anywhere. So for him, hopefully he can be able to do it. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can phone them at 304-263-4343 or stop by the offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Thanks to Tyson Bajant for coming on the show. For Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long. We'll talk with you tomorrow. 